We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the True Faith Weekly Radio Show, live on Radio Northumberland. Um, I'm your host tonight, Simon. Uh, we've got Alex, not of it. Oh, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start again. Dodsy's not here. He's in, is it France? Yeah, yeah. third holiday of the year. He might be listening, um, but just be aware, lads. He's not here, so you're allowed your opinion, and it <laughs> won't be shot down immediately. So get everything you need to say off your chest this week before he comes back. I'm joined by Ben. Hello, Ben. Hello. We've got Mickey. Hello. And we've also got Mickey. Hiya. Mickey's with Randy. All right, Andy. All right. Just can for everyone, anyone that's can everyone hear heard him? Ben's small hiss there, Ben has been a dick. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's, hang on. Right. Let's keep that for later in the show. That was just a little teaser. Okay. Well, yeah, we're going <laughs> to get on with this. Right, so today we're going to have a little look at the, the transfer market. It's, it's started to pick up this week. There's, there's plenty of transfer news to talk about. Some big news. Chelsea uh, City starting to, to make some waves, I think. But they've, they've signed two players, haven't they? Yeah, but I think last week or the week before we said as soon as one of them moved, the next like, that would force the, the other's hand. So City seem to have been waiting around for for some action. Chelsea's you wonder whether sorry, go on. You wonder whether Chelsea would have would have done anything if they hadn't started so poorly. Apparently, this is their worst start in seventeen years. Yeah, well, one point off two games, but you mm. we're we're, we're above them. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we'll we'll talk about Newcastle. Are we actually above them? Are you? On goal difference. On goal difference. Because we scored, oh no, so two's yeah, because they got a bigger hammer in than we did, <laughs> basically. And we've had a harder start, you could argue. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's the case. <laughs> well, we, City? we beat City away last they year. They played Swi- <laughs> City and Swansea, we played, if yeah, fair yeah, point. Yeah, Southampton <laughs> are better than uh, Man City. Aye. Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll have a little look through the, the Premier League signings and then we'll go on to Newcastle's transfer business and whether we think it's been a good window, whether we think we're going to progress with what we've got and maybe draw some parallels between some some players have signed in the past and does it really compare to what, what we've got used to growing up as, as Newcastle fans um, in, in no particular order should we, should we do the Premier League get them out of the way then, then talk about Newcastle yeah I think we've got to talk with Pedro that's the, 
That's the big talk signing of the summer, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it? And, and just, uh, we alluded to it before. After that, we're going to spend a good 10, 15 minutes talking about what Ben did in the, in the fantasy football because it's an absolute disgrace. It's, it's a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, without further ado, as, as yeah, Dodgy would say. There it is. Um, <laughs> it's, been, it's been quite a week in, in the Premier League, transfer-wise. Obviously, Pedro snatched up from under um, Manu's nose, which Jose has come out and said had nothing to do with getting one over on Manu. Um, ben, would you agree with that? What, what do you think of this signing? The which signing, sorry? So, <laughs> I was I was <laughs> tweeting. Dodzy said, "Get a tweet out." So I was going to, and you've well, come well, to me first when I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move straight on. Andy, Pedro to Chelsea. Were you expecting that? <laughs> I wasn't particularly expecting it. No, I mean there was a, there was a Mourinho interview where he said, "Do I need a winger? No, not unless we sell a winger." He hasn't sold a winger, and he signed a winger. <laughs> it doesn't make an awful lot of sense. <laughs> um, but at the same time, one of those wingers they've got, Quadrado, who's quite possibly. <laughs> the biggest flop I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Looks like he's on his way to Juventus as well. I think I think calling Quadrado a flop's harsh. He hasn't really had much of a chance in the team. But he has been a flop, though. You could you can use the word flop. Yeah, he's he not can. being the biggest flop in the world. I may have exaggerated slightly. <laughs> I don't know. Twenty six million, twenty six million, flop, 26 million uh, and he hasn't even earned himself a game. Mm. Like on, like he's been on the bench the whole time. He's he's It's a flop. A flop is Di Maria. Di Maria is a flop. Di Maria is a big flop. He's a bigger flop than. Than Quadrado. Do you reckon Pedro has been in touch with Di Maria and said, "Right, should I go to Man U? Absolutely not. It'll be the worst thing you'd ever do in your career. <laughs> just, just go anywhere else." Well, the reckon, the reckon Valdez, Victor Valdez, has been in touch with him. Because obviously he's unhappy with yeah. LVG and Fabregas, obviously at Chelsea. Like you, you do imagine, you do think players like will be talking yeah. to the mates. It could be possibly he's just I'd had a conversation with LVG himself. And just thought, <laughs> yeah. no, what is accounts, this guy doing? Uh, it basically seems like everyone in world football is telling people not to sign for Man United because yeah. LVG's <laughs> just a nutcase. Yeah. yeah. A little thing I did read is that, um, that Fabregas's wife had words with Pedro's wife, and so, like talked up London, said it was amazing, and that has a big, a big decision on where's when. Yeah, I wonder Supposedly. if that's true or not. It's, or it's a sad that's state of affairs. If that, if that's true, it, it's a nightmare. Do you reckon Ivanovic has called in Fabregas's wife and just been like, "I'll give you 150 million quid if you get him to sign." <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Ben, are you finished uh, on your phone? Uh, not quite, but uh, yeah, I think. Um, I think he's what he's got a lot of pedigree, hasn't he, Pedro? Yeah. He's won Champions League. Is it three? Won three Champions League medals um, with Barca. They've obviously, he's got a couple over Man U, um, and he, he's. I think he is a quality player. I'm a little bit surprised that Barca let him go, but I suppose he's he's a big name player. He's a Spanish he, he national. He seems to want to start every game. That's the thing. He, I don't think he's going to get in that team ahead of Neymar. San, where sorry, Neymar. Um, uh, Suarez and Messi yeah. but with Neymar being out you thought it's a bit of a strange time you'd have thought they might have maybe tried to hold on to him until January um, mm-hmm. just to cover that because I think Neymar's uh, out for a few weeks but um, he's, I, th- I think he'll be a good player he's, he's direct he's got skill um, I think he'll suit the Premier Premiership Yeah, I think, right, I think what the, the decision Premier. he had to make there he probably wouldn't have gone to Man U like I said he might have tried to stick it out of Barca and see if he can get something out of the next three months but Chelsea Realistically, he's a better prospect. You're going to win the league. You're going to go further in the Champions League. It's 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 worth making the move. Man, you is a gamble. They, they might not even qualify for the Champions League. Yeah, like, it's why, bizarre why? that they've dropped so far, isn't it? Like, yeah. If you go back five years, you wouldn't you wouldn't see a player like Pedro on the brink of signing for United and then signing for Chelsea. It just no. didn't. It just never happened. Yeah. That's what was their what was their previous director of football called or the previous 
What, my, uh, Manu? The, the guy that used to do what? This David Edward Gill. There was, was a David Gill that used to travel. Yeah. And when he, yeah. whenever he went somewhere and it was David Gill's in Spain to talk to so-and-so player, the player signed. Like, there was he's, no question about it. He's now like one of the assistant FIFA yeah. uh, bosses or secretaries or something, isn't he? Whereas oh. this this Ed Woodward guy is getting a lot of criticism for not being able to get deals over the line. I don't necessarily think that it's it's his fault. I think the whole club has just dropped such a massive amount on what it was five years ago. It just doesn't have the pull anymore. It's brilliant, isn't it? For people like Pedro, <laughs> he must, as you said before, he must be looking at Di Maria, who was absolutely world class in Spain. Arguably a better player than Pedro. I would say a better player oh, yeah. than Pedro in Spain. Well, especially last year, he was more influential in the La Decima year. He yeah. was unbelievable. And, yeah. and he's gone across to Man United under similar circumstances and just been awful. It's brilliant, isn't it? And he's gone within a year. <laughs> it's absolutely glorious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the mental thing is, like, I mean, as bad as he was, he was still second top, had the second most assists in the, in the Premier League last year. Was that right? Yeah. I did not know that. Like. In the Fa- full league? Fabregas was top with like 19 or something. And then De Maria, I think, got 16. It, and that was like that having. I'm not having that. No way. Well, look, look it up. I'd look like someone up. to look that up. Look, look it up. But um, yeah. If so if someone could tweet in, uh, I mean, he had it. He had a decent start as well. He just he just fell away. You could tell his confidence was knocked. And I think didn't his house get uh, broken into or something? He had a bit of sort of personal <laughs> personal trouble as well. <laughs> oh no! There's me week's wages gone. Oh well, I'll just get the two hundred grand next week. No, no, but it's just you're, you're not going to be your most comfortable, are you? When you've just been broken into. Not that I've, uh, I can ever. He's from South America, <laughs> though. He's probably, he's probably had a bit of that in the past, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just probably unsettled him, and obviously Manchester probably raining all the time. Just yep. didn't didn't it wasn't uh, <laughs> didn't take his fancy. It's not like living in Madrid, is it? Let's be yeah. honest. And if you're playing for a team that's not even in the Champions League, yeah. Apologies to any of our South American listeners. We don't suggest that uh, robbery goes on on a daily basis there. But <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I did not get uh, called at first slagging the South South Americans on the pod as well. I think yeah, we're really sorry, South America. I'm sure it's a lovely place. It's yeah. Not. So they've, they've, Chelsea have, have, have whipped them out from under Manny's nose, so to speak. Um, Mourinho says it's got nothing to do, or he's taken no pleasure from from <laughs> getting one over on Manu. Do, do we believe that? It's just ne- it's just not possible that that's a case, I mean, is it? Like yeah. Human I don't know. nature it would be if if you're like he's, uh, what he's done is he is he's got up at six o'clock that morning and and pulled a Ben Wade it, <laughs> and and he's and he's he's delighted about it just just another teaser <laughs> yeah they've also signed this week that Raman Raman yeah left twenty one million for yeah. a fullback a lot of money the, I mean who, they're still, they're who still probably isn't going to play much well they're still Louise but so they've got yeah but it's as Pellegrini has yeah. been starting hasn't he? he's been but, solid yeah, twenty million for a backup player yeah, he's about stand of a Chelsea isn't he is but he played all last season and he's he kept uh, Philippe Luis, who'd <laughs> played in the Champions League final uh, no, the year before. Rahman's a right back. As no, no, he's left, no, he's left back. back. Is he a left back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what are they doing? Why are they signed in? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, too bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think it's just for cover, isn't it? In competition. I mean, it's what we were talking about uh, last week. And we said it on the the um, the podcast uh, for the pre the pre uh, season. Basically, they the, they hadn't really made any big signings. Hadn't really made any marquee signings that would push. Challenge, challenge the players that are in the first team and push players at that next level. Um, yeah. I, I think that's what Pedro is meant to do. It's meant to get the best out of Hazard, Willian, Oscar. It's pushing them players to fight for the place, and that's what they, they just looked like a team that were basically resting their laurels. Thought they would yeah, just coast the league, and it's, Mourinho's probably thought, actually, I've made a mistake here. I should have got someone in. Falcao isn't yeah. the player he used to be. That's the thing. Mourinho's smart enough to make that decision quickly and do something about exactly. it. Exactly. And you've got to give him credit for realising he's made a mistake and just acting on it. Whereas LVG, 
pondering on whether he should have bought a centre back for the last three years. Still hasn't got one. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. The thing, the thing about the most important thing about Pedro, I think, is the fact that he's gone for twenty-one million. That's nothing for a player yeah. his calibre. That's absolutely nothing. Without that release clause, he's thirty-five million, isn't he? Really? Oh yeah, minimum. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, how old is Pedro? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. So he's coming at his prime, you would think. Good. Yeah. Really, he's really good. Quickly, yeah. Well, yeah. In, in the same yeah. week, they've paid the same amount of money, basically, for for a left back no one's heard of. Yeah. I don't know who Ram is. Go on, Ben. Now I was going to say um, we've talked a lot about Pedro. Uh, do you want to go on to the next? Yeah. Well, as I said there? before, it's kind of kick-started um, the, the the title challenges and uh, taking their own action. Obviously, Man City went and signed Otamendi. Who? Um, <coughs> ben went and snaked. <laughs> Um, my, my, my second signing. <laughs> Again, we'll come back to that later. <laughs> By all um, accounts, that Otamendi fellow is an absolutely brilliant centre half. Yeah. So I think that's. Which that's City it. have been crying out for. They've, they've always had company, but they've kind of not been able well, to fill, have, give him a partner. Mangal has started the season very, very yeah. well, hasn't he? Yeah. Very well. So I, Again, I think Pellegrini came out in the press today and said that he can't take either of them out of the team. Yeah. But that's, that's what you, you want players to, to be like under pressure. They've, they've got to perform every week. The problem with Mangala last season... Looking at Williamson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. exactly. But look at Man- Mangala last year. He was his first season in the league. He obviously took a time, bit of time um, bedding in. But <laughs> he he had Demi Kalis as his, his other alternative because they got rid of that Nastasic who had had a sort of an all right season way. as well. I really yeah, Went to uh, Schalke. Yeah. But um, I think it's just a, it's another one of those signings where it's, it's just more competition. That's what you need like for to get the best out of the best players. They need pressure on them and I think... This is a, that's another um, sort of another one of those just to try and get the best out of company in Mangala. Just saying, look, yeah. if we're going to win the league, you just need to be at your, your best form every week. Well, yeah, an- another thirty-two million pound centre half. I know, I mean, the, the transfer winner is just getting ridiculous, isn't it? Sixty-four it million on two centre backs. Yeah, they've been linked with De Bruyne today. I'll be another For like twenty plus million. Nah, 50, we're talking about fifty million. 50, 50, 50, really. Fifty-six, I think, isn't it? Yeah, fifty-six. Which for a player who couldn't get in Chelsea's team twelve yeah. months ago, madness, isn't it? And then. Well, obviously they've already bought Sterling, fifty million. Yeah. Delph, ten. That that um, Fulham kid, can't remember his Robert, name. Yeah, Patrick Roberts, Patrick Roberts, like twelve odd million. Patrick so Roberts. They're into the, the, the future, three figure millions. They've spent over a hundred million already. Newcastle have spent fifty million, and everyone's going mental, saying it's it's, it's outrageous. <laughs> Who, who'd have thought? And then City, it's just like a standard summer for them, isn't it? Hundred it's million. Com- it's not comparable, though, is it? No, no. But I'm just saying it's it's so ludicrous that that's just a normal. No one, no one's raising any eyebrows. Really, yeah, spent hundred million. It's to be expected. You go back ten years ago, and if someone spent a hundred million in a transfer window three years in a row, you would think it was absolutely insane. Aye. So yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and then as I, I think the, the interesting rumor is that, that Man United are now going after Marnie from Southampton. Yeah, I thought that Pedro. was strange. Like, I really rate Marnie, and I've got him in my fantasy team. You haven't? Oh, in the other on, one. In, I was going to say league, yeah. <laughs> um, I think he's. I think he's a quality player. But if I was a Man United fan. Bearing in mind that they're all absolutely deluded and think they're still the best best club in the world, mm. and arguably should be up there. If my if 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 Man United go out to buy Pedro, lose him to their biggest rivals, or one of their biggest rivals, and then go out and get Marnie, you would you would just be like, how oh, am man LBG? <laughs> just like sort it out. He's, he's a se- he's a second tier player, isn't he? He's he not. Is, yeah, he he's shouldn't a good, be a good player for Southampton. Yeah. He's at that level, I think, where it's challenging for like Europa League teams. But he's is he a Champions League player? I mean, I think he got what ten goals last season. Obviously, helped Southampton have a brilliant season that they, that they did. But they, you have to say, they overachieved getting as close to the top four as they did. Yeah. 
He scored three of those goals in, in about four minutes as well. Yeah. 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 Magrams. Yeah. <laughs> should, we, should we talk about the Magrams? Uh, now you said that. What a terrible transfer winner they've had. <laughs> Again, just, just buying rubbish, rubbish players. Courtois. They spent a fair amount of money as well. A lot of money. Yeah, a lot Co- of money. Courtois was crap last season. He, he can't defend. Um, <laughs> what, the Chelsea keeper? <laughs> what do you I think you mean Qu- Kabul. Quartes, Quartes. Oh, Quartes. Yeah, yeah, he, he was absolutely rubbish. Kabul is uh, even worse. <laughs> they've, they've and also injured now as yeah. well. And they're, they're still stuck That's with... hilarious. <laughs> and what, they're going to have to put John, John O'Shea, O'Shea back, in the, team. O'Shea back like, in the team for the, for the weekend, yeah. They've still got Catamull. They've still got Larson. They've still got Fletcher. Hang on a minute. Catamull should be starting for England. <laughs> but they've still got the same pl- like basic core of players. I think, we've, again, we've said this before, but... That have never got to forty points in about <laughs> five years. It's. I mean, it just shows that the the one standout player from the weekend was the like twenty year old lad that brought off the bench. What, under twenty one. What more? What more? It? Yeah, yeah, scored. Um, and even then, that was like a, a miss hit, sort of scuffed like shin roller or something. It was absolutely yeah. horrific. Oh, it, it bounced like four times. For <laughs> like, it's, just, it's not a proper goal. Have you seen the uh, the link with Pato still? Pato, come on, man. Alexander Pato. It would be a ridiculous signing. <laughs> it I hasn't w- been successful for a remarkably long time. Yeah. They. Pato, by the way, AC Milan played their youth team games behind closed doors and didn't allow any journalists or anyone to go and watch them. Who's that? For six years or something, because they didn't want anyone to find out about Pato, because they thought he was going to be the best player in the world. <laughs> Is that true? That it's must true. be I such a second. Six years, but it was like a long time they played, and just nobody could go <laughs> apart from the managers. Surely they went through a couple of managers there who would then know about Pato. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, li- I like the idea, though. Yeah, but even so, like you're not going to sign a player on the basis of some guy telling you that he saw him play against Juventus under yeah. 17s. Are we going to start making Rolando Aaron's play with like a mask on or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, ridic- <laughs> ridiculous rumor of the window I heard today was Charlie Austin's on his way to, to the Magnums. Yeah. No way, no way. He's not stupid, is he? Why would nah. why would he sign for Sunderland? They're just going to be 17th or lower he just for the next that, 10 years. Delays move to the Championship for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well said. So. I don't know what's going to happen with Charlie Austin. Though. It doesn't look like we're going to sign him. It's bizarre, isn't it? He's he's obviously desperate for a move, but at the same time, he's not, as you said there, he's not going to want to go to a club which is just going to go back, like take him back another year in his career. I mean, at the end of the day, he's, he's what, 25, 26, maybe an older? 26, um, I think. And he's had had a few injury problems and things. There's no no way he's going to waste any time with a, a bottom feeder club. He, he's going to want to play for at least a team it's potentially going to help him with these England pro- uh, sort of chances. Um, so you think it's got to be a team that's sort of playing at the top end of the league, the European teams. But who is there that, that could, could sort of muster the money? I mean, it's not a huge amount, but it's obviously still 15, 20 million. It's, it's not that's like there's many teams are going to have that. As much yeah. as we played for Shearer. Uh, the, the thing for me about is twenty years ago, though. Yeah. The thing for me is it, it really isn't that much money for someone who's scored quite a few goals in the Premier League. I'm really surprised nobody's just bit the bullet and went for him. I think I think what David Gold Saturday has got to ring true for uh, to, to some extent, though. He did have a major knee injury, um, so you would be slightly nervous about. Yeah. about yeah. When we signed Demba Bar, he was meant to only have like twenty games in him yeah, and uh, we got knack and one knee. We got him for free and paid a, a, like a five million or something to him or his agent. Whereas fifteen million plus giving someone a three or four year contract mm. is it's a big commitment for a team like West Ham that haven't got haven't got a huge amount of money to spend on transfers. Yeah. And arguably the same stands for us. So I I can see why no one's made a move for him yet. I think fifteen million is a lot of money for him. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Fair enough. You, you could see him fitting in with a team like uh, Southampton, though, or uh, about us, obviously. Like even maybe a Swansea. I mean, they've only got Gomez. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm surprised that's dragged on a bit. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure he'll move. He's got to move before before the end of the window, surely. Swansea would be a good shout, but I can't imagine he'd want to go and play second fiddle to Gomez, and he's he's not knocking him out of the team at the minute. No, he's no, the best striker true. in the league really at the, at the minute, isn't he? Based on last weekend's form, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't um, saying a lot against ten men. And should I should I do Dodgy's game? I had not Dodgy's game. What got, An- got Andy's, not game. Dodgy's game? Andy's, Andy's game. game. Yeah, we've the, got the better improved. Yep. Um, I'll just read renowned. out some tweets while I get that ready. Uh, David Stratton's been in touch and at NUFC Shifty. Chelsea and Man City shown intent. Arsenal man, you need to pull something out to stand any chance of breaking into that top two. Would you agree with that, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Arsenal Benzema links have, have come up again today. That's Arsenal's only real chance of, I, of having. I can't see it coming off. He's. Yeah. Why would you leave Real Madrid where he's? There's not another replacement from there. Um, <laughs> if they if they want to be if they're seriously going to try and win the Champions League and they and oust their Barca, they, they can't be selling players like Kevin's class. So I, Unless I can't someone else in. I, I can't. Who is that? I can't say it. I don't know. <laughs> I disagree with you about Arsenal. Just before you read the rest of the tweets out, Go I on. don't think they need a striker necessarily. I think that they just need to buy a centre half. Still, for about <laughs> ten years, <laughs> Arsenal have had to buy a keeper and a centre half, and they were challenged for the title. So you mean since like Martin Keown retired? Literally, literally, yes. <laughs> it was since Seaman they haven't had a decent keeper. They've finally done it this year. If they went out and did what what City have just done and spent thirty million pounds on a top class, top class European centre half that would walk in any team. They would be challenging for yeah. the title, no doubt about it, because they're attacking players from midfield forward. They're brilliant. Yeah. Centre half, Koscielny is, is excellent, but not, he's not he's not the world class leader of a centre half that you want. Just go. Just somebody should tell Wenger, st- stop beating around the bush. Just learn the lesson f- that you haven't learned for nine years in a row. Buy a centre half, yeah. and you'll win the league. Yeah. Wenger definitely. can't wait for that day in like twenty years when he finally. Without buying players, just gets 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 a cup, gets a, gets the title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alex Hurst has been in touch on the Does on he? the tweet. Who's uh, that? Uh, <laughs> don't know. Uh, he, he says he's listening. Um, TF Alex eighty ninety two. I'm listening to the TF uh, Weekly Pod Radio Show. It's very good this week, but there's a weird hissing sound coming from the studio. <laughs> but there must be a, s- <laughs> a snake problem <laughs> in the corner. Who could he be talking about? Ben? Don't know what he's talking about there. <laughs> right. S- who am I coming to here? Mickey or Andy? Have you got a game for? Well, in the absence of Dogger, we've done, both of us have accidentally done not Dogger's game at the same time, so we've got two of them for you this week. I'll, I'll start with mine. Yeah, you go first. Um, I don't think mine is as interesting as Dodgy's normally is, but... <laughs> talk it up, Mickey, talk That's it up it. some more. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. <laughs> should, we just, should we just cut your losses now and just <laughs> go straight on? Uh, Remember, this isn't the podcast. This is live. We can't cut out how bad it is. Oh, no. <laughs> We're no. going with it. Right. I was born on the 2nd of December, 1968, and I'm only 5 foot 8. 68. Okay. I played 42 games for England, scoring no goals. I refused a Premier League winner's medal, having only made five appearances in that season. Is it Andy Cole? It is no, not. It's too far. That's far too old anyway. I'm trying to think who would have. I received a six-game ban for pushing a referee after being red-carded in the same season as De Canio did. David Batty. It is David Batty. Batty. One well of my done. favorite players. No, uh, that's cracking. Uh, yeah, the, fi- the, the final the pushing the ref did it for me like yeah uh, I don't remember I that. that 
My final clue was missed the crucial penalty for England against Argentina. Oh, that would have been yeah, the one. That would have been the killer. Um, so that was not Dogger's game. Yeah, which um, apparently apparently is brand protected now. <laughs> he would pay to patent that game. He would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Right, Kraken. Um, Shall we talk we'll, about Newcastle? We could talk about Newcastle. Um, I mean, there's there's a few other transfers gone through this week. Villa have signed some dafty from from Barcelona who's never played that nobody cares about. Nobody cares about. <laughs> paid paid eight million for him. That's and he's just helped their their B team get relegated. Yeah, <laughs> he's 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 made, he's made one first team appearance ever for Barcelona. Ridiculous. It's a relegation sign, and Villa are going down. Yeah, I cannot yeah, wait. I hope so. What a dream. Um, anyone else? Just in case they they think otherwise, nobody in the league cares who Aston Villa signs. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll hate you. Yeah, but um, now um, I think there's a. There's, I think Damian's been a good sign for Man U so far. Other than uh, he's ridiculous, sort of cuddling Kieran, uh, uh, not Kieran, uh, Richards um, against uh, Villa. Did you not see the corners where he was literally just grabbing him around the neck, <laughs> hoying him down <laughs> on the ground? He did one bit where he like he pointed at uh, Richard's face and was like, "You got something on your face?" Just as the corner was coming in, he like wiped it off and was like, "Oh, there's nothing there." And then and then yeah, just you got him with that. Yeah, did, and then just wrestling to the ground. <laughs> but uh, he looks like a really solid player. Obviously, he tortured us, t- tortured England in the. World Cup uh, in Brazil, um, so I think yeah. he, he'll be a really good signing. And Villa Vil have actually signed ten players. I know madness. Obviously, a couple uh, of City rejects. Got can you name bit. any of them apart from Traore? Well, there's like a thirty-five-year-old Mika Richards. Um, Scott, that guy Scott from Blackburn. But then, yeah, a load of a load of Scott a load of relegations. Oh, what a waste! What a <laughs> an utter waste! And they've, they've, they've made the same mistake as uh, Dogger did, and the RFF and. They bought the wrong IU as well. Yeah. <laughs> the good one went to Swansea, and uh, they've they've got the rubbish one. So the the pair of them have had a mare there. Well done, yeah. Dogger. I'm sure um, they'll be delighted to put in the same bracket as Villa. Yeah, I made that mistake once on Football Manager, and I'm pretty sure it took me a full season to realise it wasn't <laughs> just having a bad season. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, by the way, can I just mentioned on that subject. Has anyone seen? I'd only saw it the other night in the um, gym. Football Manager is sponsoring Sky Sports, and they're doing. Like football manager stats on all the players, so they're comparing how what players look like on Football Manager. That's ridiculous. Is in on, so on Sky Sports on News. Sky Sports News. But they were doing a feature on um, Pedro the other night, and they, they they compared his stats on Football Manager to the stats of Mane, and we're trying to say who's the better <laughs> player. See, what is the world coming to? I don't have a problem with that. It's I ridiculous. Mean, not so much now, but when I was growing up watching football, I always used Footy Manager as a benchmark of how I, good but a player it's was. Our man, this is like Sky who have just. Like have been able to afford like a five billion pound tran- uh, TV deal, or, or was it Sky? Probably yeah, Sky. Actually, that's rubbish. But Football Manager's research team probably has a higher budget than Sky yeah, Sports. Yeah, it is a f- officially the biggest scouting network in, yeah. in the world. I, I just think that's I know what you mean. It is, it's outrageous. It just seems a bit amateurish. It? it just seems amateurish. Yeah. yeah, but fair enough. If that's the way it's going, then fair play. Apparently, it's it's pretty complicated as well. Though, like each like I think. Scouts get a certain area where they've got to go and see teams, but they've also got to compare it with with other scouts, and then they go and like they go and meet like they go to away games and meet the scout for the area and like compare compare what they've seen. And yeah. it sounds like it's this weird sort of like cliquey network of blokes <laughs> that just love watching like Middlesbrough under seventeens yeah. and talking about some new kid that's got a six for shooting. Would you not? <laughs> that's a great job, though. Let's yeah. be honest, Lewis. <laughs> I think it'd be class. Um, right? Any more um, Tottenham? Finally got rid of Soldado, took the hit, just got like six million back for him. Did you see he tried to kick the ball into the crowd twice and couldn't do it? <laughs> <laughs> That's class, get in. Um, they've not really bought anyone though, Tottenham. 
couple of players. They've got that uh, Atletico player, Alde. Alde Vald. Alde Vald. Snaked him uh, much like uh, an unknown person, <laughs> right under the noses of Southampton. Oh, some, some lad called Clinton something. Um, got Ghanaian striker. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and G. Clinton. Oh, they signed him, yeah. are they? The, uh, yeah, yeah, French lad. Probably we were linked with him. Something like t- 12 million. Mm. Got some goals in him. Uh, I, I don't see Spurs doing anything different. They'll finish like fifth, sixth. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get near the Champions League. They're just gonna maintain the status quo of being kind of. I suppose they have offloaded the crap like Soldado, Adebayor. They're trying to get rid of. Kabul's um, gone, so that he won't get many games. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the squad has actually improved by yeah, doing nothing. Just by yeah. getting rid of yeah. like the the dross sort of. I think Fazio is is arguably the worst defender I've ever seen in the Premier League. <laughs> That's yeah. saying something. You've seen Mike Williamson play. I know. He's, he's a, he I'm was atrocious. So I'm not having it. I bet he'll be as bad for West Brom as well. Watch him this season if he goes there. Because yep. he'll play more. <laughs> he he is awful. He can't he can't head. He can't, literally can't kick the ball. He doesn't know where to stand. It's just like put, it's like putting a girl in there and just saying, have, have, have a go. Ooh, That's a very genius. Right, moving swiftly on. Uh, Andy, do you want to do your I version? want to hear Mickey's point. Yeah. We're on the radio here, not the podcast. All right, yeah, sorry. No swearing or um, belittling women. Exactly. Go I, on, didn't, I didn't mean that I came out. I just meant like putting a girl in there that doesn't You've said it now, Mickey. Yeah, You've said it now, Mickey. Apologies. Andy, I've got this game to save Save your brother. Right. Just as a little precursor, I didn't get much time to do this research, so it's... It, there's not, they're, not, they're not good facts. What, but basically, this man was born on the 2nd of May 1980 in Paris. Is this Dogger's Game again? Dogger's Game, I'll I was told so to do the same not game. Not Dogger's Game. Football clues. Okay, oh, 1980 fine. in Paris. 1980 in Paris. Um, this is a bit of a weird fact. Um, during his career, not at the same time, though, he played for two teams that had Lauren Robert and one that had Bertrand Robert, Lauren Robert's brother. <laughs> bit of a rogue one. And this isn't Lauren Robert? It's not Lauren Robert. Okay. No. Lauren Robert never played with his brother. Is it Demba Bar? It's not Demba Bar. Born in um, Paris? Yeah. Stefan Givash. Was he actually? He's not from Stephane Paris. <laughs> um, just as a little clue, one of the teams was Larissa, which is a bit of a rogue Greek team. Larissa? Um, who, I think they had Solano as well. Dabby Zas. Uh, manager, wasn't he? Yeah. They just get all the, all the old team players. But um, another fact. Not Bernard, is it? It's not Bernard, no. Owen Coyle once wanted to take him on trial to Burnley in 2009. I don't think he did, so I don't know why. Uh, couldn't That's get a that. terrible fucking... Didn't get <laughs> <laughs> I was given about four and a half minutes to do this research. So it is <laughs> Where did you find that fact? fact? Just any news article I could find. Um, da- Darren Ferguson once uh, had dinner with him in a quiet <laughs> restaurant. Nothing came of it. Um, it. This is a bit of a normal fact. He currently plays for, however you say it, FC Nantes. Nantes. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the one. I don't, I don't speak French, so there we go. Um, you, you did a good, good impression of it. Thank you very much. Um, is the amount you made sixteen appearances for us, scored one goal. How a, a player born in Paris? You absolutely, you absolutely know who he is. Right. He's like he wasn't exactly an unknown player. He was something of a cult hero. He wasn't a cult hero. Thirty-five. Cult hero. He wasn't a cult hero. I regret it. Um, he wore the number twenty-one during his time here. Marvel. Not Marvel. Decent 35, man. Decent 35. Um, the only one I've got left is the one which is, I think is an enormous giveaway. Go on, which go on. Is it. He scored it. the only goal against Watford at home. Oh, Pankrat. Pankrat. There you wow. go. He's oh. 35, flipping out. Yeah, apparently. Ridiculous. He was like 30 when we signed him. Yeah. Ludicrous, ludicrous. No, that's what I mean. How was he only 35? He was hor- horribly bad as well. Yeah. Nah, that's uh, decent. That was you, a you, bit No one will ever forget that goal though against Watford. It was Outrageous. an absolute screamer. Yeah. 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 I descri- it was described on, on Google when I was trying to look for a fact as a mullering off the bar. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Fair enough. That's class. 
So uh, shall we move on to uh, the Newcastle uh, players then? Uh, um, so who wants to? I'll tell you what. We'll start at the back, and we'll start with. Uh, was it you, Mickey? Was going to yeah, do Mbemba? Yeah, I, I wanted to have a say on Mbemba anyway because I've been watching. I've been watching quite closely in the two games, um, just because I'm a centre half myself, so I'm interested in defenders. <laughs> that's, that's really boring, but <laughs> <laughs> he I did, did think, get a red card in the last match. I just think five foot eleven and a half is small for a centre half and when you play him alongside Colaccini who's only he's only six foot neither of them are good in the air and we've been found out three times in two games it's not, just not all I his just, fault though no no I'm not I'm not necessarily saying it is his fault and I think I think he's a good signing and I'm going to come on to that mm-hmm. but I think he's only going to be a successful signing for Newcastle if we buy someone else to play him alongside who's big and physical and tall and wins the ball in the air but if if we keep playing Mbemba against teams like like Southampton that have got a big centre forward who is strong in the air, he's just gonna he's gonna lose confidence and he's gonna get worse. We need a Premier League team, in my opinion, has to have a dominating centre half. It just ha- they just have to, because if if you don't, you're gonna get found out against the poor teams and you're gonna get found out against the strong teams. Well, yeah, Pardew and Carver certainly understood that. We had our dominating centre half start nearly every game <laughs> in the last two years. <laughs> Obviously, I'd, I'd prefer we had one that, would, that could actually play football. But I, I just think it's so important to have some height in the team. And, and I, re- I really feel like Mbemba is going to be a wasted signing if we play him alongside Colaccini long term. Now, obviously, that's not going to be the case because Colaccini's getting on. But I, th- I think it's so important that we follow up the signing of Mbemba with another tall centre-half. One more, or someone who can who can fill in in a few positions. Because so, we've got Haidara on his own at left-back, looking a bit frail. With no competition, so he's got no incentive to to book up his ideas. And we're not um, gonna, we're not going to buy a centre half of the kind of like the kind of player that I think we need that can also play left back. Yeah, I want to pull a dodgy and slightly disagree with you. I don't think we desperate definitely need to have a centre half who's good in the air. You know, obviously any half decent centre half should be able to get up for for a header. Yeah, they might not win everyone, but they should be at least do do that job. Um, he looks like he's an athletic lad as well. We so Mbemba looks brilliant. I think he looks like he's capable of doing that. He's strong. Yeah, he's not. He's not over six foot, but I don't think that matters if, you, if you're athletic enough. Colaccini's looked a bit off the pace first couple of games, but he didn't do preseason. You'd like to believe that even though he's getting on, he's still going to have a good season once he's once he's up to speed. I think the pair of them have looked. So, I know we've conceded three, four goals, but um, I think between them, they look look good. I, I'm excited to see them. They've played two games. Remember. They've got no, 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 no partnership yet. I just I I know what you mean. They have looked good, and I think Mbemba, apart from aerially, has looked excellent. Yeah, um, but we've just been found out three times in two games with aerial balls that we shouldn't be conceding from. Uh, not regularly, at least. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're gonna you're gonna get beaten sometimes in the air. But yeah. at the same time as well, though, we're, we haven't stopped. The, we've, we've let them just drift two crosses in. I mean, the the first first goal against Southampton um, was just a floated in ball. I don't care who you are as a centre back. It was such an easy, but he had all the time in the world to deliver that ball where it needed to go. Um, so there's just some balls that you can't defend. And okay, it was greatly from Pelé and everything. I think he, he maybe got caught a bit under the ball, but you, you've got to be, you've got to get help from the wings. But now I'll take your point. I see like what you're saying, um, but you'd, I think as well it'll just come with experience of playing in the league. It's very different to to Belgium where he's just come from. Um, it's a lot more of a feisty lead, there's a bit more fighting and you probably get away with a bit more in England than you would in, in Belgium so it's it's going to take me a little while getting used to it as it is for Mitrovic at the other end of the pitch 
um, wanting to fight everyone because he thinks that's what the Premier League's about. Is that tussle? I don't um, think he thinks that's what the Premier League's about. <laughs> well, he's, he's come I in and he's said he's not scared of anyone, and then he's gone and tried to half two people in two games. <laughs> so uh, I think he, that's what he thinks. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. What 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 uh, does everyone else think of Mbemba then? Uh, yeah. I think to be honest, centre half is probably the hardest position to go into a new league because um, I mean, like you obviously at the, the heart of the defence any mistakes and then it's a goal I think it's a really hard position to go into a new league I think he's done alright for his first two games as a young lad um, I'm, don't, I'm don't reasonab- wrong, reasonably excited by the prospect of, of Mbemba don't get me wrong I, I really do think he's a good sign he looks like an excellent defender particularly on the ball I just think he's a defender of a very similar mould to what Colagini is mm-hmm. like a technically good defender who's comfortable on the ball will pass the ball well reads the game well tackles well but I, I just think, think he's we faster need and stronger than Colaccini as well. I, I think he's better. I think he'll be a better player than Colaccini. I really do. And Colaccini's had some great years for us as well. But mm-hmm. I think I just think that to get the best out of Mbemba as a centre half, he needs to be playing with someone that's, that's tall and strong, a bit like a bit of a meathead, not necessarily mm-hmm. a nutcase, <laughs> but someone that's strong and imposing. Yeah, no, we'll, win, we'll just clean up in the air. That's fair enough. I think we're all agreed that this season's going to be a bit of a transitional, non-event for Newcastle. If we can get through it and finish respectably, maybe 10th or higher, and then um, build on that next season, you'll get another year out of Colaccini, and then next season, we don't need to buy as many players, hopefully, and then you can start saying, right, we'll concentrate on those last few positions, because it doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. We'll get we'll get the centre-half that replaces Colaccini. We've got another year to scout one out now, who can complement Mbemba. We'll get another full-back. We'll get the striker we need probably next year. As long as we want to have a comfortable season where the two of them just get some experience or where Mbemba gets experience. I mean, you just have to look at the, the other teams that have sort of done a similar type of remodelling of their teams, basically. I mean, Southampton somehow got away with it last year. Um, and I think that's just a... You've got to tip your hat there, Koeman. The players they lost to where they still managed to end up last year was a phenomenal job. But yeah, already, phenomenal. the start of this season, you've already seen they've struggled the first two games. They should have really beaten us. Um, okay, they were dominated for seventy minutes or so, but Mane has two chances to win that game. Um, the game at the weekend um, against uh, Everton, against an Everton team who hadn't looked brilliant the week before that, they'd looked pretty average against Wofford. They were absolutely destroyed by oh, them, just torn apart. torn apart. So you, you none think of us saw that coming either, did no. us? Uh, I, I did. Apart from Ben, but uh, snake in the grass so it doesn't count. Well, I think Ben actually like logged on first thing that morning and I found did. out what the score was going to be. I actually saw there were a few injuries to the Southampton <laughs> players, and, I thought, and then, and then travelled back to Friday evening to give my <laughs> prediction. But um, I put nothing past you now, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, nah, I think like it's it's going to take time for these players to come into a, a new league. The, there's very few foreign players come in and just a class from day one. I mean, look at a thirty-two million pound player like Mangala coming from Portugal has taken basically a full year and he's still not looking look the finished article. Um, no, just I, I totally agree anyone. with that. I think any any player coming from a foreign league needs at least a season to bet in. And Mbemba's had, what, three, four weeks with the team now? Yeah. no. I, For what he's put out there, that's unbelievable. He looks he looks class. So. I'm not, I'm not yeah, criticising no, Mbemba we're not, we're not at all. We're not, I'm not I was saying actually going to go on and, and say how, how strong I think he is, but we've, mm-hmm. we've kind of covered it. Yeah. But I, I, really, I really strongly think that we need to complement that signing with another centre-half. Definitely. Not necessarily this year. I, I, as I said, we're not we're not going to do anything this year. We're not going to qualify for Europe. We're not going to win a cup. Being realistic, so and we're, we're realistically also can't expect Ashley to spend any more money. Mickey man, stop being so dire. How far above he's gone 
from what it's been in previous years, yeah. from we spent 50, 50 odd million quid already, yeah. we can't be like, Ashley Mann, <laughs> as long buy as another centre-half. As long as he doesn't sell a couple of players on the last day and really just like ruin it again, you can sort of be happy with what we've done this yeah. time. I disagree a little bit. I think we, we do have the right to be demanding to get the team right because he's wasted three or four years, six windows, whatever it is, without really strengthening the team. This is taking too long. You can't expect to do it all in one in one window. He did it that year when he brought all the French lads in the January, where we sort of panicked um, and didn't build on that. Where we had a, a really good recovery after that, and it looked like we we're potentially going somewhere. And he just didn't. He didn't do anything for for a couple of years after that, so it became stagnant. You've got to keep them building. So okay, it might not all have to be in this this window, but at least give them time. Buy the players now, so they've they've got six months a year to play together instead of. Getting them at the at the end of like next year, next summer, or whatever again with four weeks to go, and you've got that whole period again. Yeah. Get all the business done now. Get them a year in if that's what you want to do. I mean, I, I think we've got a good enough team on paper, and hopefully, from from what we've seen, okay, Swansea wasn't great, but we're, we're looking improved at least. Then we should be looking to to build on that and look to to really make marks on the on the league next year. I agree. Should I we? That leads sorry. us in quite well to. Our latest signing. I think, I think we should start by talking about Cabela mm-hmm. because, for exactly that mm-hmm. reason, I don't think we should have let him go. He's only had a year. He hasn't played that many games. I know he's not looked particularly great, but you just—if you look at someone like Coutinho, who mm-hmm. was poor when he first signed for Liverpool for a long time, and then is now uh, arguably class, top yeah. top three in the league. The th- would you say the thing with a player like Cabela is even if he's not playing particularly well and he's just signed, you're still looking for like a player like him. To have a few moments where you sit and think that's a really good player, that and we didn't have enough of them. That's, I, that's I the totally thing. agree with that. Yeah, he, he did have quite a few games that season. You're right, he didn't play the whole lot, but and he, he was out in and out the team. But he did have some runs on the team where you think, Come on, this is your chance, mate. We, you really wanted him to do it, and he just never really delivered. Remember that one that one game where I think it was at Leicester at home, and we got our first win in about yeah. seven games or something. And um, Carl was like, I told you, I've got him playing, I've got, I've got Cabela playing. Then he went anonymous for the rest of the season. Mm. Like, yeah, he was just too many sort of flash moments where he'd, he'd do a bit of skill and he'd beat a good player. He'd beat a player and, and look like he he was sort of getting it and then he'd just he'd try and do the same thing and just lose I mean, the uh, ball. And, and he, didn't have an, he didn't have an end product at the end of the day. That's what it comes down to. And that's what McLaren said about him is that he's bought Tovan in because he's looking to get service to Mitrovic. Yeah, there wasn't really... A, Cabela was another one of these players that doesn't fit into any kind of formation that we're going to play yeah he's not he's not a winger he's not a defensive midfielder and that I hate that number 10 position where we just keep putting players We've and they go missing so for many match. players that want just to play. another one I know I know yeah. well I'd, I'd like to think Thovan's going to be able to get able to play wide um, no I, I mean Wijnaldum Wijnaldum is literally oh, only yeah. number 10 yeah yeah. he can um, play a little bit deeper I think but Thovan has said as well though he would rather play it in the 10 role yeah, I, think I think they're <laughs> going to play him play him on the left but if, um, you, if you were going to sure. expect some outgoings this summer, Cabela's one of the ones you'd think, oh, fair enough, I'll, I'll take him going. I just I just think for £12 million though, like I think with, they've got a cracking deal out of it, basically getting rid of Tovan, who's um, he's a young player, or got a lot of potential, but he's not quite the finished article. And you're getting Cabela in for essentially for free for, for a year. I think it's six and a half million. Six and a half million, million, million yeah. but yeah. he's on alert. I mean, he That's cost us, he cost yeah. us £12 million, oh, yeah, yeah. and they're getting Tovan, I mean, £12 million from Tovan and Cabela. And, and he's a player who was really good in the um, French league for a couple yeah. of years beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're, 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 I do want to defend you a bit there, Mickey, because you're right. He's, he's come into a, a, a terrible, terrible team, and he's had to play half a season under John Carver, 
and I defy anyone to have to adapt to a new league in those circumstances. Yeah. It's, it's been quite unfair on him, but realistically, it's not worked out from... I'm quite happy to move on from Cabela. I wasn't really that impressed. I think, I think it's a shame. I, I, I yeah. think there's a player in there, and it, 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 it's going to pain me if he comes back to the Premier League in two years' time for a different side like Everton and is good, because I, I think we should have just given him six months. I don't honestly think that Cabela going across there would have been like a massive part of the deal. I think we could have still, if we paid a couple of million quid more, we could have still got this fella, mm-hmm. who, by the way, was in the like, worst team of the season last year with an average rating of four and a half out of ten. <laughs> so that doesn't doesn't fill you with confidence, in all honesty, does it? No. Marseille, they were one of those teams that are a bit dodgy, aren't they? They they, they hate us, don't they? Is it their their chairman that can't stand? Yeah, uh, not the. Is it Marseille? Who was it that we got younger from? And be well, that's uh, Montpellier. That's where is Cabela he, came from. Is he the one that hates us? The yeah, German? I think so. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I th- it's it's one of those, isn't it? It's a sh- it's a shame he's gone, but I I think I I mean he didn't he didn't really get a good enough chance Cabela in the in the team with the the players we've got. Um, he was in and out a lot, and he he never really held down a, a place. We played him out wide a lot, played him in the ten role, and just messed him about a bit. I don't think he really got a fair crack. Um, but at the same time. If McLaren thinks there's better players at the club and this Tovan's going to be better than him, then you, you cannot be holding on to players who's yeah. probably on a lot of money a week and just going to be sitting rotten in the, the, in the reserves. It's not yeah. going to do anyone any good. That's fair. Something, um, something I think I may have said on the podcast in the past, which I think about Cabello, is he plays professional football like a 12-year-old plays FIFA. Like He just runs as long as he can with the ball, does as many step-overs as he can. He does four step-overs instead of one. Yeah. And then... Tries a, it's a stupid ball or a stupid pass. Yeah, As, I mean, I've, uh, I think you, you'll find that we don't know much about uh, Thovan. So, <laughs> so we've, we've talked about uh, Cabello and stuff. No, I think no, we've, we've m- more shocking than that <laughs> is is a beard's gone today. Yeah, yeah I think I that's, that. that's a real disappointment. Yeah, especially after S- uh, Southampton, where we're um, um, it was we're, abundantly clear we didn't have a holding midfielder. Yeah, no, but we're, we're fine. We're, we're cruising. Then Anita goes off. And we brought Teodi on, and that, that was the end of the game. I think if we'd brought a beard on there, we probably would have seen it out. He's, yeah. he's much more comfortable in centre mid than than what used to be Teodi. That, that was a shadow of his former self yeah. when Teodi. he came on. He's about finished, isn't twice he? the weight that we've once seen him. And just, yeah, a beard away for what, I don't know. If it's like a million or a pit. Yeah, million it's, 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 I mean, people forget that he was, he was player of the season in Greece when he was on loan there, and we didn't let him go back because we saw a player in him. And, yeah. and he just he didn't get anything. Kind of chance last season for no well, he was, reason. He was instrumental in our resurgence. That the classic Pardew October November period where we won like seven or eight games. Yeah, he played every one and he was absolutely class. And then gets dropped for no reason and doesn't get a sniff the rest of the season. Yeah. And then he's sent packing. I, he's one. I I really agree with you, Sai. I think I think he's a massive shame that we've let him go. Yeah. As well, you can't imagine he's going to be on much. He's still a young development player. I mean, he's what 24, 25. But it's, just, it's just that depth got, that we've got time. Got. Exactly. He's he's a player that you could have done a decent job. Yeah. Um, and really probably should be starting in the role in the formation we're playing Absolutely. bearing in mind we've got Anita and Colback playing there who aren't defensive mids basically the same as each other yeah. one of them fine but Abiyad complimented yeah, yeah. Colback so well mm-hmm. it is a shame d- there must be more to it I don't know but no, I'd like to think you'd imagine that he's been banging on the door saying I want to start and if he's not going to start then fair enough I can see why he'd want to leave Yeah. but I just don't think I don't think we should have sold him and I don't think I don't think he should have been not playing. He should, yeah. be, he should have been playing. No, right. definitely. We'll come I back. Think, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, I was just... <laughs> Dodgy, where are you to keep this? Keep it flowing. All I was going to say, just um, a little bit on Tovan then. So we've got to give him a bit of, uh, yeah, bit go of on. time. Yeah, go on. So um, 
He's uh, under 21 French international. Um, apparently was instrumental in the French under 20s team winning the World Cup a couple of years ago. Um, he's played a few seasons in the League One um, division and was the Young Player of the Year um, in the season 12 to 13. Um, he went to Lille and uh, didn't really, so I, I don't think he played for them, didn't really do a lot, and then went back on loan to Bastia, which was the team that they bought him from. Um, and that's where he had his, his best season. Um, and then went back to Lille, and <laughs> a bit like Ben Arthur, he forced a move, just th- threw his toys out the pram, forced a move to Marseille for, I think it was about 15 or 16 million euros. That one's for Dogger, because he likes to deal in uh, euros. Um, <laughs> and it was just... Uh, it, it's a bit worrying when you hear stories like that because we all remember how good Ben Arthur was and how good he could have been. Such a waste of talent because he just didn't have the right attitude. Now you worry when we've been made another big um, investment in a young player like that. I just hope he's he's got his head screwed on. But I don't want to be <laughs> negative about the lad when he's just uh, stepped in. Um, I think it's the type of player we, we need. I hope he dovetails well with um, Aaron's. I think if we get them yeah. to sort of sharing the time on the left and sort of making them push each other and have, having that competition between them, they're both, I mean, Aaron's looks brilliant at times. Um, so if you can get them to really sort of pushing each other, could have a cracking player there. And it, I think McLaren was saying that the reason why he let Cabela go is because he, was, he wants more service for, um, for Mitrovic. He's, he's spent all that money getting a, a young striker who's good in the air into the team because he wants to put balls in. I mean, you can look last year, the wingers we had were awful, they were atrocious, couldn't kick a ball properly. Obertan, Amiobi, um, even Cabela when he played out wide, they yeah. couldn't, couldn't deliver there a ball no in. no chance of a cross. Whereas there. at least this lad is good dribbler, he's, he's got skills to beat a man, um, and he's pacey as well, and, and hopefully he, he could be a really big key. Um, and he can, can play on the, on, out, on the other side as well and in the 10 roll. So he's flexible, and I think what we, we get caught up in too much is keeping players in, just in position, so Sissoko, you see, always on the right. They started to do it a little bit where they're, they're, they're switching players over a bit, and I think it's just creating that sort of uncertainty within in the teams, the, the opposing teams. It's just we, we need to have a few more sort of versatile players, and I think he'll come in and, and really add something to the team. What do you think it means for Aaron's? I, I, th- I think it's just a, another sort of kick up the backside, just say, saying you, you're not guaranteed. You might. The, the performances he had last year, I think he probably starting to believe his own hype, and all the, the talk about the um, the the sort of contract um, that he's finally signed now. But you just wonder, does he think he's sort of made it because he's had a few games? So hopefully this will be like a, a challenge to him to to really kick on. Nah, for me, Aaron's will, will get some games this season, and oh, I've no, got definitely every, every hope he's going to fulfil that potential. For me. Tovan, it's just it's just a straight swap. You take Obertan out of our starting eleven, you put him in, and the team's straight improved. Away. Yeah. We've all had what kind of things to say about Overton over the years. He, he can offer you some pace. He can offer you knowledge. But he's, he's got a role to do, but it's not he's starting. Just, he's <laughs> really frustrating to watch. And, and realistically, a, a quality player who, as he said, Ben, he's, he's had some he's had some good seasons behind him. He, he could add something to the team right now, which is Mitrovic is probably a work in progress. And Bemba's going to take a little bit of time to bet in. We kind of do need someone who can make an impact straight And hopefully he can do that and add something now. Um, I, I think that, I was going to say that probably brings one to Wijnaldum uh, quite well as well. Yep, who's who's got Wijnaldum? I, I, I did a little bit of looking at him. Um, Go on, Mickey. <laughs> How did he look, Mickey? He looked glorious. I think he lo- he looks like a he looks like a cracking player, doesn't he? 
Mm-hmm. He, I think he's hit the ground running. Certainly, his goal against Southampton was excellent. Yeah, like, it not, was brilliant. Not necessarily from him. It was a great header. His performance against goal. Southampton was excellent. I mean, it was an outrageous goal. Yeah. It, it just was perfect. But I think he was just a. Uh, he got caught in a, a bad performance in in, in, a, in the wrong formation against Swansea. So yeah, you can't he, read in too much of that. He didn't turn. Well, up, it's, yeah, it comes back that that luxury number ten. You don't play that away at Swansea when you. But that's you're not going to have much of the ball. That yeah. for me is the, is the biggest concern because that is where he's played his entire career. And if we if we go and say you drop in the centre mid and you've got you've got so much more responsibility defensively than he's than he's ever had in his entire career, is he going to be able yeah. to cut it in a new league yeah. and a significantly more difficult league than he's been playing in? To just be to have to do almost twice as much as he as he has been, is it is he going to cut it? Yeah, I, I think there's a I big question McCl- mark on that. McLaren's got some some things to, to to do around that, especially for away games like Swansea where you're going to have on the ball. At home, I think he's going to be class, though. At home, he'll be excellent, yeah. but watch, he's, watch he's Mc... not going to be happy with playing only at home. <laughs> and he Mc... can't play away. <laughs> you, can't, you couldn't put him alongside Anita in centre-mid no. as, as a two against anyone play. in the league and expect them to to dominate yeah. the battle in the middle because they just, they just will not do it. Yeah, I mean, after, after, after Southampton, we went 1-0 down and everyone was just thinking, oh, here we go again. You never really thought... Oh, it's been so long since we've had a team that can come back into a game and come from behind and we took the lead um, so he's going to offer us that outlet in, at home or in, in games where we're actually in the game because Swansea we, we, didn't, we didn't even turn up what do you think of uh, Mitrovic so far for what you've seen Mitrovic? absolute nutcase I'm, I'm a bit excited obviously he is an absolute nutcase I looked a little bit of looking into him um, He's had some some comedy red cards for for headbutting people for spitting on, <laughs> spitting on fans apparently. He's only, he's only twenty. He's he's obviously a really loose cannon. Probably the best thing I read was that uh, when he first signed it's for want, for Anderlecht, he had to be given a chaperone because he was <laughs> absolutely hammering the nightlife. So it's a good thing he's moved to Newcastle, where there's a, an excellent it's nightlife. Nice, quiet, rural. So he's gonna be he's gonna be Larry, I think, but that's also a bit exciting. Um, there hasn't been a proper character in Newcastle in years, has there? there? There is that aspect, but at the same time, this being having that Raji sort of mentality, and then this seeing you come in and potentially getting sent off sixteen seconds onto the game. Yeah, when Twice. when we're we need yet to come in and help out. It's just immaturity he's showed there, yeah. really, isn't it? He? he is young, and he's just th- he's been like, I want to make an impact. Yeah, exactly. that's what it is. You just hope it's just nerves as well, I guess. But I think he's from what I've seen of him in the, the, the three games I've seen him, so I've been to. Uh, the Gladbach game, the last preseason, the Southampton and Swansea game, all three of them. Um, you can tell straight away he's a, he's a strong lad. He holds the ball up well, and he's gonna he's gonna be key to bringing in the likes of Tovan, uh, Wijnaldum because he's gonna be the key to holding the ball up. I think what when? Oh, sorry. Go on. I was just gonna uh, um, expand on that. I think he gives us that that option of playing a different style of football when we need to. So in the Carver and um, and Pardew. It was either going to win this way or not, and we're never going to change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we've got Mitrovic, who's you kind of hold up the ball, you can you can battle and and in those games where we're not seeing much of the ball, he's easier outlet. We've we've got Perez as you kind of skillful, tricky. fast player, tricky, and then we've got Cisse, who'll just bang in a goal when you need it. And, you know, we've got we've got a few different possibilities there now, whereas before yeah, we were we've so one-dimensional. It's it's nice to see, but again, he needs to sort his head out. It's it's just. Yeah. We, we can't have that. So just quickly then, lads, looking forward to tomorrow. How do you think the Manu game will go? What first of all, question is what formation do you think we'll go with and what team? As I alluded to on the podcast on Monday, 
I think the four-two-three-one formation away from home is going to be difficult, but it's it's significantly more suited to playing away at Man United than there's at Swansea now. Yeah, yep. they aren't going to hold on to the ball and, and pass it around at the back and and develop it forward because they just don't have that caliber th- player in the squad anymore. I'll disagree with you a little bit. I think they will play that role, but they don't have the penetrate. They don't have the players that have the penetration of picking the passes through it. I mean, okay, you've got Herrero's all right, uh, Schneiderlin, who's a, more of a sort of defensive-minded player. Um, Carrick obviously he's got it in his locker but from the games you've seen from them so far they've they've not torn anyone apart they couldn't even get through Villa yeah you can't see you can't see McLaren changing it realistically this early on he's oh, going oh. to want to try his number one formation for at least five or six games to see if it works and if, if then it doesn't he might try something else but I would be very very shocked if we didn't see 4-2-3-1 tomorrow oh. I think there's a, a strong chance we'll have Mitrovic up top yeah, because I was against, just about to say that. against the wall, you've got to be thinking of playing a big striker who's going to hold it up. And Cisse, as much as I love him, he's he's useless. He he you'll not, you'll not touch the ball if we play Cisse up front from the start tomorrow. He will not touch the ball in the first yeah. half. He'll yeah. touch it twice. Um, yeah, I agree. I would love to see Mitrovic play, and for that reason, if if Tovan's fit to play, I'd hope he'd play as well and and get some balls in. It can't be the, Obertan. He can't play Obertan again. Yeah, I agree. And going, going back to his old club, though, he might have that extra. No, he, d- he won't. He, he doesn't think, he think like that. He doesn't think like a human. <laughs> There's just no way. He doesn't look like a human either. <laughs> Watch it, Mickey. Um, I, I would also, if it's not going to be uh, Torvan or how, however you say his name, I would, for me it would be Aaron's. Mm-hmm. Aaron's is quick. He's, he's yeah. dangerous. He'll he'll run in behind. He ran rings of our Man City away last year. Yeah. There's no reason why he couldn't do it against United. I'd, You've got to be picking him ahead of Obertan. He's um, he's like he's that young player as well who won't necessarily be afraid to play against yeah. the big clubs. He's like, I'll, I'll just go out and do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would play do. them both, and I would move Sissoko back in the midfield well, and get more get is, more. Out is of he him. fit? Because he obviously came he's off. Out, yeah, came he? off against Swansea, ah. injured. So you could potentially see one of them moving over to the right. I, I think he's gonna he's gonna have to start one of them if if Sissoko is not available because unless unless he goes for a four three three and. Yeah. And plays Perez is sort of one of the wider roles, but I, I wouldn't be against throwing Tovan and Aaron's in. Just put them in for 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 a shot. Just what have you got to lose? We've got yeah. to Man U. You're not yeah. probably not expecting to lose it. Go and attack them. They're they're, they're in shocking form at the minute. They're, you can tell they're nervous. Rooney kind of get a kick in that team. So go in attack. Like look look, they t- take them apart. Take it. Take the game to them. You yeah, know what, you what know what's crazy do. though. Perez hasn't even dirtied his boots this season yet. Yeah. yeah. After last season, he was like our most important player. Yeah. Arguably, I'd, where's he going to fit in? I, I really want to see more of him. I thought he was brilliant last season. He doesn't, does he? When you look at in this formation, he just doesn't fit in the team. He's not going to get in. He's not going to play in the wide roles because he's not a wide player. He's not going to play up front. <laughs> he played half his games <laughs> wide in the carver, didn't he? Yeah, Hoyed him out on the left. He isn't a yeah. wide player, and it was abundantly yeah. obvious. Yeah. I, I think he's going to struggle to end the team, which is a massive shame. Mm-hmm. A massive mm-hmm. shame. Right, we've got a few minutes left. We'll quickly uh, do our predictions. Uh, Andy, what's the score going to be? I think um, an optimistic 1-1. One, 1-0 one. One, one Newcastle. I'm going to go 2-1-2. <laughs> we'll never predict we'll lose. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Andy. I think, I think we'll get a draw, 1-1. One, one. Maybe it's 2-2. Maybe it's two, two. I think it'll be a good game. I think... And, go on. I just think Mick is really bold to say that we're going to keep a clean sheet. Even yeah. though, man, you aren't really going to score, we're going to give him a goal at some point. I agree with, I agree well, with that. Well, because um, Jan Mat's out, so we're going to have to play Mbemba and probably Taylor, <laughs> which is yeah, it's going to be a bit messy. The thing, the thing we've, uh, just quickly, we've got a concern about is it's, they're talking about playing Anita in at right-back, which, which might be the best option, you never know. But Jack Colback and Anita, or Jack Colback and, and somebody else that I can't even think of playing in centre <laughs> midfield, well, we don't have another one, do we, apart from Sissoko? Mm. We've just sold a bead. We're looking a bit short there now. 
and that, that concerns me. And that's and where and the game's going to be won and lost. Thierry has miraculously got fit since, since le- two weeks ago. And learned how to play football. <laughs> yeah, remembered. Remembered, I. Right, we've got, we've got a minute left to have a good Ben for his outrageous, outrageous. I thought ben. I was going to <laughs> snake through this <laughs> without yes, it uh, finally getting away from the, yeah. from the whole thing. Um, I don't really think I've got time to go into you've, it. You've got 30 seconds before I cue the music. So very briefly, <laughs> we all agreed in the Fantasy League Hang on, um, that we wouldn't make any transfers. Because the you'll you'll get your say, Ben, don't worry. Just the wait, league like had been set up incorrectly and transfers were allowed. Nobody's made any transfers. Um, and we agreed to finish it at 6 o'clock no, a there, few there, days there ago. was a gentleman's agreement last last Friday that after 6 o'clock there'd be no more just putting players in your team without, without some sort of organisation. 6 o'clock this morning, who's first out of bed... Well, I'll just have a quick look on uh, so, so Real Fantasy Football. So you have to work, football. Simon? <laughs> yeah, uh, so you got on, it before work. work. Yeah. <laughs> so brought in Pedro, Mendy. Who else was there? Was it no, just, it just them two. <laughs> just, just the two. Oh, there's just, been the, just the 60 million snippets <laughs> uh, that were available <laughs> on the, the free transfer. Hey, yeah, the early bird catches the worm. That's what I say, Mickey. <laughs> well, the early snake gets eaten by the uh, <laughs> eaten by the bird. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's... Uh, <laughs> that's gonna I think on, on that note, you've we'll got, probably leave it there. Yeah, you've got a very likely there, Ben. Maybe the podcast next week will yeah. we'll tell you a new I one. I think, it'll, yeah, it'll probably be a bit more uh, suitable for that. <laughs> when we're allowed to swear at you. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, uh, this has been the True Faith Radio Show. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, catch us on uh, SoundCloud and uh, also follow us at the TF uh, Weekly Podcast. Um, and we'll be back with a podcast on Tuesday. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.